Welcome to Hanby's Homework with Russell Hanby and myself, Henry Grossack. Welcome to your homework section here, Russell. Thanks, Henry. <laughs> now, if you, you said you had to go back and have a look at it. We were chatting about this in the other program. Um, what was your homework and what did you find out? Well, you to look up three intriguing mysteries of life uh, over the years. Uh, so I've come up with a, a ghost ship, a crime mystery and a man-made mystery. So there's my three. Um, the first one is the ghost ship. You may have heard of this. Uh, most yes. people have, I think. The Mary Celeste. Yes. And I'm just looking at my iPad now, and uh, wouldn't you know it's gone off the screen. Uh, here we go. R- right. Such as modern technology. Uh, do you want me to read it briefly about it? Yes. Uh, okay. On December the 4th, 1872, a British-American ship called the Mary Celeste was found empty and adrift in the Atlantic. It was found to be seaworthy and with its cargo fully intact, except for a lifeboat, which appeared to have been boarded in an orderly fashion. But why? We may never know because no one on board was ever heard again. Apparently, in November 1872, the ship set sail from New York, bound for Gen- uh, Genoa, Italy, manned by a Captain Briggs and seven crew, and uh, supplies on board were ample enough for six months and luxurious, uh, a sewing machine and an upright piano even, and uh, Commentators generally agreed that the ship was abandoned. Uh, apparently, it was a seaworthy ship. So some extraordinary and ex- alarming circumstances may have arisen as to why they'd abandoned ship. The last entry in the log reveals nothing unusual, and inside the ship all appeared in order. And theories over the years have included mutiny, pirate attack, and assault by a giant octopus or sea monster. And in recent years, scientists have posed the theory that fumes from alcohol on board caused an explosion that, as a result, uh, did not leave signs behind the burning, but was terrifying enough that Briggs ordered everyone into the lifeboat. So there's a mystery as to why they abandoned ship, but no one was ever found, apparently. Mm, and it stays on as an enduring mystery, and I, I guess... Uh, as as time passes, it's a mystery that will that will spawn more conspiracy theories. Well done, Russell. Now, number two. Yep. Uh, this is a crime about a, a missing person, uh, a nine-year-old son. Which, uh, of course, since we gave the homework, we've had the tragic uh, disappearance of the camping girl in the in in Western Australia, the four-year-old. But here's a slightly different case. In in 2008, Clint Eastwood's film. Changeling was uh, reawakened interest in one of the most bizarre and tragic crimes of the 1920s. Single mum Christine Collins reported her nine-year-old son Walter missing in March 1928 from their home in Los Angeles. Now, five months later, police brought Walter back to Christine, except it wasn't Walter, and Christine knew it. But the LA police dismissed Christine's concerns, going so far as to accuse her of terrible mothering and having her committed to a mental hospital. So the real Walter Collins was never found, and over time authorities came to believe he was one of the victims of convicted child murderer Gordon Stewart Northcote, although Northcote's mother offered a confession for killing Walter. Now, whatever happened to Walter Collins, his body was never found, and no one has learned what really happened, nor was established with any certainty why the police were so invested in covering up that they brought back a different child. So that's a, a strange and weird story, isn't it? Mm, it's, uh, it's, 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 yeah, bizarre and unsettling and chilling. And, of course, the circumstances of it lead to more conspiracy theories because you could go down all sorts of rabbit holes trying to explain why that is. It's it or almost uh, reminds me of some of the um, the detective uh, Nordic uh, shows that with uh, shows that are now on television where 
you know, there's a different twist at every turn and um, you can't pick one and uh, you can't always work out why that one did and didn't happen. So the fascinating. Well done, Russell. Do you want next week's homework? All right. That was only two. We'll leave the other third away. Then we're running out of time, I think, aren't we? Well, yeah, we are. We'll save that one up. Next All week, right. um, Pete and I were talking about brands that have disappeared. And one that we raised was, um, I raised the one of the Holden Tirana, the car that uh, my parents had one of and uh, got rid of and went to the tip or something. And I just read that uh, one of them sold for over $300,000 at an auction for old cars. What I'm interested to know is, which of the now obsolete Holden cars is the most valuable? Okay, so uh, I'm just writing that down. Holden cars are, are the most valuable now, mm. okay? Mm. Which R- of the right. old, obsolete Holden makes and models is the most valuable? By that, I guess, um, which ones sell for the most? Okay, yes. I imagine they're, when they're in pristine condition, which a lot of uh, enthusiasts are doing, don't they? Now, that's easy. The other hard part is, so which ones are not very expensive or treasured and why that would be interesting yeah that's there's always got to be a why the why questions are always harder than the facts yeah mm. okay right I've, re- I've summarized that yes okay right there you go i'll give you two i'll give you a whole week to get that done and <laughs> <laughs> you take care and look after yes. yourself that's right. You're making it so the research is getting harder to organise. Oh, I've got now. great faith in you. Each time I give you homework, you get it solved. It's 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 one of these things. You're you're stretching yourself, and you're stretching me. I've I've got to get some homework whereby one day you come and you say, Henry, please, please, I can't do it anymore. And then we'll <laughs> just go back a bit. But you you keep on stretching me, mate. You're too good. <laughs> you take a have a good weekend, and we will catch you next week. That was Russell Hanby and Hanby's Homeworks. What a guru of research into the past that man is take care listeners we'll be with you again next week